Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Oh, yeah. Hi, this is Steve Pank, and welcome to more Radio Nightmares. Those moments we all love, those unplanned, unscripted, wonderful nightmare moments on the radio, featuring some of our favourite radio stars doing what they do best and sounding as brilliant and as natural as it gets. Uh, don't forget, if you do have any Radio Nightmares, do send them in. I'd love to hear them. Uh, just email radionightmares at gmail.com. That's radionightmares at gmail.com. Right, let's start this time with some uncontrollable laughter. You know what it's like sometimes. Something sets you off and you just can't stop. The Togs convention has arrived again. Oh, you've noticed then, I see nine. is off to L.A. Probably a good job you're not coming. The police have been in Leicester. They've been listening to your show to, to gain intelligence. You get no intelligence here. They know that Boggy's intending to travel by train and will be the worst for wear when he was arrived. They expect more will arrive with him. The police are providing a reception committee, including ah. including the mounted police. Oh, really? Mm. It's a good so, trick, isn't it? So shave your beard <laughs> off. They always get their men the mountains. <laughs> In five. <laughs> oh, this is ridiculous. In five. Oh, dear. The M90 is uh, fully open again, southbound, just north of Junction 2, Pit Reefy, following an accident. Traffic could take some time to recover. Not just the traffic. On the A720 Edinburgh City Bypass, a breakdown is causing problems for westbound traffic. There's one... <laughs> There's one lane blocked uh, just before straight... <laughs> I tell uh, you what. No, 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 I'll be all right. Will you? Uh, yeah, I'll be all right. No, no, just a minute. When traffic is taking back... i give you a mouth to mouth. <laughs> 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 heaven's sake. Traffic is tailing back towards the Sheriff Hall roundabout. Uh, Big Dennis tipped us off about that. In South Lanarkshire, the Ace of... <laughs> Last time it's I did no this, good. Last time no I good. did this was today in Parliament. <laughs> uh, in South Lanarkshire, the A702 is closed to all traffic just south of Bigger. Actually, <laughs> no. no, it's not going to work. I tell you what, play a bit of music. Yes. What do you think? <laughs> Get it on. You are listening to Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Hello, you're on the air. Lowell Thomas and the news. All have you a few more unforgettable words about a new book called Diet or Die. Author, Mrs. Celeste Geyer, perhaps better known to millions of carnival fans as the one-time Dolly Dimples. Remember, the world's most beautiful fat lady? That was the billing Mrs. Geyer used when she weighed 555 pounds. Count them, 555 pounds. Now a svelte 122. She tells in her book how she did it, following the advice of a doctor who told her after a near-fatal uh, uh, heart attack to diet or die. The secret of effective weight loss, massive willpower, says Mrs. Geyer, adding that her own willpower was strengthened by the <laughs> Well, anyhow, she said that her... Um, Fat friends from Carnival Life died at an early age, later buried from the back of a truck 
those her own words. Why truck? Because of Mrs. Geyer, they were too big for a hearse. Beckham will be officially presented an LA Galaxy player tomorrow night. He and Posh leave Britain for America this afternoon. Bex is following the footsteps of some of sports' biggest names, such as jo- Johan Croft, Franz Birkenborker, and George Best. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. Hi. No, no, I'm Derek. No, you're Derek. I'm, I'm Mike. Derek as well. You got me confused now. Yeah. No. No, no. It, it's just uh, Derek. Just to let you know. No, no, I'm not Derek. You're Derek. I'm Derek. I'm Mike. Oh, my God. Right, yeah. Apparently, gunmen are holed up in an upper floor of a major hotel. The estimate is they have between 100 and 200 hotel guests and staff with them. There is a second situation in a Jewish community center where perhaps as many as 15 people are being held. Now, just the last few minutes, we've seen people trying to get out of the hotel, some of them shooting down drain pipes from quite a height. Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Hey, Panky, how you doing? It's Toby Anstis here. My radio nightmare, although there are quite a few, including when the roof fell down on me, but that's for another time. But that was quite funny. But no, the one that really stands out, and it was actually, it's a little bit gory, but I'm going to go with this one anyway, because I was just doing my mid-morning show on Heart, and I was still quite new as well, so I was still quite nervous, but I had to nip out the studio to go and get something for the production suite, which was just down from where I was broadcasting. And stupidly, I jumped off the step and smashed my head on the edge of the ceiling. Even thinking about it now makes me cringe with pain. I was like, my God, that was quite a bad one. And I fell down onto the floor. As soon as I put my hand on my head, there was like blood spraying out all over the place. I mean, literally spraying out. The worst thing was, no one else was around, so I was kind of up there on my own. By the time I got up, the record was running out. I could hear it on the speaker, so I was like, my God, I've got to get back into the studio. And I had to do a link, so I had one hand on my head with blood gushing out all over the place, all over the desk and down into the faders. Every engineer's nightmare. And then just opened the mic and did the quickest link ever. And then just about had enough energy and blood left in me to buzz downstairs and say, can somebody come up here quick? I'm going to pass out. And somebody did come up. They called an ambulance and I got rushed up to hospital and had 18 stitches in my head. That was a bit of a radio nightmare and I hope it never happens again. Hello? 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 Hello, you're on the air. You are listening to Steve Hanks Radio Nightmares. We'll have some fun. 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 And off the back of Saga's man bag, we hear that producer Skagsy wore a pair of Ugg boots, what are they? Ugg boots? <laughs> I'll tell you about those in a minute. Okay, on Boxing Day. He took them back the next day after getting so much abuse from his mates. We want to know, what's your biggest fashion fox paz? Steve Pink's <laughs> Radio Nightmares. Wow. Right, up next, Mind the Gap. This is the brilliant Emma Freud, broadcaster and scriptwriter, and Gav Melling from Colne, Lancashire. You are choosing the non-stop holdies. Do stay here for the big show. BBC Radio 2 online, on digital radio, and on 88 to 91 FM. Okay, we don't have the newsroom. So I, did, I was just doing that thing of um, putting in my punch card in the time clock and off I was going to go and then there's no news. But there is news, but there's just no, we've got a technical fault. You could hand over to me. Golly me, Steve, what's going on here? I don't know. Shall I start?
Yeah, start. <laughs> I like a technical fault. I love it. Hello, Penky. It's Howard Hughes here. I hear that you're looking for nightmare stories. And boy, have I got them. These are just a few of the ones that have occurred to me um, over the years. Uh, mostly of my own making, I have to say. Um, where do we start? Okay, I'm on the air on Radio Wyvern in Worcester. And the highlight of the year was uh, covering the local agricultural show, the Three Counties Show. And we used to just bounce up to people with a live microphone and say to them, um, you're the champion sheep shearer. Um, how do you shear a sheep? Or stuff like that. Just silly conversation. So on one of these shows, I bounced up to a guy in a suit who I thought was a, a tractor sales rep. And I said, hello, sir. How are you? Are you enjoying the show? And we had a two minute conversation about how he was enjoying the show. Fortunately, the second we finished, he said, let me shake your hand. He said, my name is John Bright. And I am the manager of the local BBC station here. <laughs> Thank you, the late John Bright, for not totally dumping me in it at that point. Now, uh, what else has happened? There was the morning I arrived at work at Radio Wyvern on a Sunday morning, no engineers about, no nothing. And the headphone socket on the mixing desk broke. So I had to do the entire program on a little, remember those jogging headset radios that would receive FM? Um, I had one of them with me, thankfully. And I had to do the entire program with my head tilted to the left of, at a 45 degree angle because that was the only position that I could get a signal and hear myself on the radio. So there was that. There was the, and I say this with great shame, the very first time in my life when I was asked to present an award. It was a Help a London Child Capital Award to Paul O'Grady, um, a.k.a. Lily Savage at the time. So I was extremely nervous, really didn't want to do it because I thought I'd make a fool of myself, which I did, uh, through my nerves. But I thought, OK, let's make a plan. You know, you'll probably get through the nerves if you make a plan. So the plan that I made uh, was that I would kiss the ring on the finger of Lily Savage when Lily walked on stage. Unfortunately, Paul O'Grady came as Paul O'Grady and I had got to the stage of nerves where you can't really see, hear or notice anything. Um, I've only really once or twice in my life been that nervous, and you know, I was very like that when I was young. I, I really don't don't care now. I'm I'm much better, uh, and don't feel it. But on that occasion, I was apoplectic, if that's the word, with nerves. So I sidle up to Paul O'Grady, and I kiss the ring on his finger. Thankfully, all these years later, and it's probably fourteen years later, nobody ever refers to it. But at least four hundred people saw it happen. God. There was the day when reading the news on the Nick Ferrari show on LBC, I totally accidentally inserted the uh, letter L into the word Dido. Believe me, there is no going back from that one. And Ferrari said, uh, Howard, what did you just say? And I had to try and cover for it. And I said, oh, well, I always thought there should be an L in that word. Um, I thought her name was Lido. <laughs> so that was my weak attempt at covering for that. And what else? And finally... At the end of a news bulletin with Chris Tarrant on Capital, I played a clip of a man who I won't name, but he was one of these people who you love to not like, and the public don't particularly like this person. Let's just put it this way. So the thing is playing on the air, and I flip the little talk back to Tarrant, and I say, listen to him, and you may have to bleep this word I'm about to say, but I said, listen to him, Chris, what a twat. <laughs> So I ended the news, that's the way it is, at 8.03, I'm Howard Hughes, and Tarrant comes back to me live on air and says, so what do you think of this unnamed person? And obviously I'm not going to say what I said in private. So I said, oh, I'm sure he's a very nice man. Tarrant says, you've just called him a twat. <laughs> 
So they're just a few of the many stories, and I haven't even told you the one where um, I accidentally turned off a complete radio station for 10 minutes because somebody told me to flip a switch as a joke, and I took it seriously because I was so young. There are a million stories, and I bet you got loads of your own, but uh, there are a few to be going on with, OK? Oh, thanks, Howard. The one and only Howard Hughes and that wonderful voice. Well, that's it for this edition of Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to hear more, and do tell your friends about Radio Nightmares. There's more next time. Steve Pank's Radio Nightmares.